Group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. In the world of travel, things are constantly changing. There's always something to learn about the places we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations, a podcast designed for students of travel. What is up, students of travel? This is your host, Stevie G. And you are listening to DBE. No matter where you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other audio platform, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. And if you can, rate and review the show. Pop on over to the podcast's official website, dbetravel.com, to see a list of all the episodes and view some insightful travel blogs. You can keep up with the show on social media too. Make sure to check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. All right, let's jump into this week's show. We are all ready to plan that next trip, and I want to share a thought, something to consider. What if the next trip you take starts with a cabin? Cabin rentals are a great lodging option, and sharing the costs among your group is easy. Whether it's a trip that includes kids, parents, and grandparents, or a group of your friends, renting a cabin makes a lot of sense. Especially now, it's a great way to travel as a group without being exposed to so many people. Let's look at a few areas in the country that are regarded as great places to grab a cabin, and let's get to know these areas a little better. Not too far from Columbus, Ohio, you'll find Hawking Hills, a totally unique area that's filled with beautiful hikes and gorgeous rolling hills. It's within driving range for a large portion of the American population, so whether you're on the East Coast or in the Midwest, Hawking Hills should be on your radar for a road trip. And of course, Hawking Hills is an area that's filled with wonderful cabins. This truly is a great destination for families, and if you're like me and your furry four-legged friend is part of your family, then you should know that Hawking Hills is a very dog-friendly area as well. My friend Karen Raymore from Explore Hawking Hills is joining me today to talk all about Hawking Hills in this special dog-friendly edition of DBE. In the show notes, you'll find an article that you can use as a guide as you listen to this episode. Whether or not you plan on taking your dog to Hawking Hills, you will love this area. So let's get to my interview with Karen. Karen, thank you so much for joining me on Destinations Beyond Expectations. Uh, How are you? I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and I'm really excited to talk about a great outdoor destination that I think is a perfect fit for a lot of people right now. And that is uh, your area, which is Hawking Hills, Ohio. Um, before we get into an article that is going to help us, you know, navigate through this uh, episode, I'd love to get your take and, and ask you uh, to maybe give us some more insight for people out there that might not be too familiar with Hawking Hills. Uh, tell me a little bit about this unique area in Ohio. Sure. Well, we like to call it Ohio's natural crown jewels because it really is. It's a very unique landscape. A lot of people think of the Midwest as being predominantly flat, and nothing could be farther from the truth than the Hocking Hills. Uh, This is an area where thousands of years ago, when when glacier activity was coming through, it stopped and created these hills, which are actually part of the Appalachian 
mountains. It's the foothills. And so we are, we are part of uh, America's Appalachian area. And the landscape is very diverse. Uh, the, but the hills are um, really dramatic. They're not mountains. We don't want to confuse people or set expectations that aren't realistic. But they are accented with a lot of sandstone caves, which are actually open on the top. Uh, and that has created, of course, a lot of waterfalls and phenomenal hiking. Our hiking trails are very well known. The Hocking Hills State Park, which is our number one attraction here, uh, is the most visited state park in Ohio. That's great. And, and to me, it sounds like um, a destination that's perfect to grab your kids, maybe your extended family, and do some family travel. Do you see a lot of that um, in your area, a lot of families? We do. And as Karen explains, it is so family-friendly because of... All the outdoor activities. In addition to hiking, there's a lot of other outdoor fun that you can have with your family. Uh, canoeing and kayaking and fishing and, um, you know, canopy tours, zip lines, uh, rock climbing, rappelling. It's just a plethora of outdoor adventure. And for various ages, so for example, at our uh, Hocking Hills Canopy Tours, they have Dragonfly, which is for the little ones that are too small to get on the main zipline canopy tour so they've really gone a long way to accommodate families some of our caves have got trails that are paved so if you've got a stroller that's really handy to have a, a paved trail to make it family friendly but it it, it, it just is a very family friendly destination I mentioned it at the top of the show, but for many of us, dogs are part of our family. And often when we travel, we have to leave them at home with someone we trust to take care of them. But if you're going to visit the Hocking Hills area, you can bring your pup because it's such a dog-friendly destination. Here's Karen to tell us about some dog-friendly features. Uh, first of all, the, uh, the hiking trails in the state park are all dog-friendly, well, pet-friendly, I should say, because... Not all of our four-legged family members are dogs, but uh, I happen to have cats. They don't really want to go hiking with me. <laughs> but for anybody who's got a pet that, that they do like to hike, um, the only places that are not uh, that don't permit dogs are the state uh, natural preserves, and we have some of those that are popular hiking spots. But those are just the, the rules on the na the nature preserves that uh, dogs are not allowed, and of course. Uh, dogs have to be on a leash, and we strongly encourage folks to pick up after their their pet, just out of consideration for the other hikers. Karen and I are about to dive into the hiking, driving, and lodging in the Hocking Hills, so now is a good time to scroll down to the show notes and open that blog so you can follow along. Well, let's start with your hiking trails. Um, you, you touched on your hiking trails a little bit, and there's two that uh, are listed on here that um, are highlighted as dog-friendly. Um, can we start with Ash Cave? Tell me a little bit about Ash Cave. Sure. Ash Cave is one of our accessible trails. It's it's more of a stroll than a hike. It's not real long. Um, and it leads you, the trail leads you into Ash Cave, which is the largest recessed cave east of the Mississippi. There's a 90-foot waterfall at the in the cave. Uh, it's a one of the paved trails, so it makes it very family-friendly, as I mentioned, for anybody with strollers, but it's also an accessible trail 
So anyone with the mobility issues, that's a great trail for people. Even folks that maybe um, can't hike really far, there's benches along the way. So plenty of places to kind of stop and take a rest. But the trail itself is only about a quarter mile back into the cave. So it's not um, a hard hike at all. It's one of the easiest ones in the Hocking Hills State Park. This simple hike is filled with beautiful sights and makes for stunning photography, so you'll walk away with plenty of pictures for the gram. And another hike that's definitely worth exploring is Cedar Falls. Tell me a little bit about Cedar Falls. Yes, Cedar Falls has, is a, a more challenging trail. It's, it's not what I would call a, a you know dramatically challenging trail. There are steps, but the grade is very mild. So again, it's also dog-friendly. And you take Cedar Fall Trail, and what it brings you to is one of the most active waterfalls in the Hocking Hills State Park. It's just a beautiful area. It's named Cedar Falls, but it's actually um, hemlock trees that were mistaken as cedar trees at one time. But it is, again, another one of those breathtaking hikes that is not really long. It's, of course, dog-friendly. And even though there are some steps, as I said, the grade is very mild, so it's easy to do. And there are places along the way to stop and take a break if you need to. Great. Now, we talk about Ash Cave and Cedar Falls, and, you know, we mentioned that, you know, Ash Cave is a, is a little easier. Cedar Falls is a touch more challenging, but nothing outrageous. What about different hikes uh, in Hawking Hills? Do, are they wide-ranging as far as, you know, from pretty easy stroll to a, a very difficult hike, or do they not get too uh, incredibly difficult? It, there are varying degrees, absolutely. Uh, Cantwell Cliffs is another popular area, but that's going to be a more challenging hike. Rock House another area of the park. See, the Hocking Hills State Park is actually um, six non-contiguous parks that are under the umbrella of the Hocking Hills State Park. So Cantwell Cliffs and Rock House, which are a little bit further from the main, uh, kind of the center of the park, which is Old Man's Cave. And those are going to be a bit more challenging. Rock House is really wonderful because it is the only park with a system that is more cavernous, where you are actually in what feels more like a cave. Um, it's not an underground cave, not not like uh, like mammoth caves, when people think that's underground and that's completely different than what we have here. Um, so Rock House and Catwell Cliffs, both dog-friendly, a little bit more challenging. Old Man's Cave is by far the star of the show. That is the most visited of all the parks within this system. And depending on how far you want to hike, Old Man's Cave can be a pretty easy hike or it can be a bit more challenging. It really depends on you because you can, Old Man's Cave connects to Whispering Cave. And if you do the entire hike, then its course is going to be longer. Also, beginning at Old Man's Cave is the Grandma Gatewood Trail, which connects Old Man's Cave to Cedar Falls and Ash Cave. And if you hike that entire trail one way, it's six miles. So if you're doing a round trip, you've got 12 miles. That's quite the hike right there. It is. And we and it's also part of the Buckeye Trail, which is a state uh, trail system. And we get a lot of people that come out to hike that trail. In fact, uh, every winter we have the Hocking Hills Winter Hike. 
And it starts at Old Man's Cave, and they you hike all the way to Ash Cave with a stop at Cedar Falls. And then there are buses that will bring you back to Old Man's Cave. So it's just a six mile, not the full 12. But you can do as much or as little of that as you want. Just remember that if you're if you're hiking at all and there's no uh, you know no transportation back, however far you hike, you have to hike back. And another way too that's a you know you can of course hike uh, throughout the Hocking Hills. But another great way to take in the area is to just drive. Tell me about driving through the Hocking Hills. Absolutely. One of the greatest drives, and it just became elevated to a national scenic byway, but our Hocking Hills Scenic Byway, which starts on State Route 374 off US 33, when you follow that scenic byway, it takes you past it will take you through just spectacular scenery in general. And you go into the Hocking State Forest. There are uh, historically significant places along the, the drive. It goes by Conkles Hollow and Rock House. Um, Conkles Hollow, I should mention, is actually one of those state nature preserves. So it unfortunately is not uh, dog friendly, but is also a wonderful place to go if you're visiting the area. Uh, so the, the scenic byway takes you by every one of the parks within the Hocking Hills State Park. And when you're going through that, of course, from one spot to another, the scenery in between is just breathtaking. After all that hiking and driving you've been doing in the Hocking Hills, you're going to get hungry. And there's a few really great places to grab some grub. Let's start with the Millstone Barbecue. Uh, Millstone Barbecue is known for their uh, southern smoke barbecue very popular and they have wonderful outdoor seating which allows it to allows them to be very dog friendly um, because obviously there are state health rules about uh, pets inside but the millstone has got great covered outdoor patio and they have entertainment on the weekends during the prime seasons so you can bring your pup and hang out have a great dinner and enjoy some music that's perfect. I love that. I know my dog would too. Um, another place that is mentioned here is the Inn and Spa at Cedar Falls. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, that is a fantastic place to eat as well. They have a really eclectic menu. Their chef, Matt Rapicelli, is very well known throughout this, this part of Ohio. And they also have a patio. So your dog is more than welcome to sit with you. And they are surrounded by Hocking Hills State Park and Hocking State Forest lands. So they're kind of, you're not actually in one of the parks, but you're about as close as you're going to get. And so it's phenomenal scenery. The food is spectacular. The, just the whole feel of the of the Inn and Spot Cedar Falls is great. They are one of the longest standing uh, lodging and dining facilities in the Hocking Hills. And I'm reading here, it says, Dine by candlelight in an 1840 log cabin. Is that is that really accurate there? That is true. The uh, previous owner of the Inn and Spot, Cedar Falls, her mother was one of the original lodging uh, visionaries in the Hocking Hills. And she started the, the inn many years ago. And then as they've expanded, they took what was one of the original log cabins, and that became the restaurant and they have then expanded on and on with the restaurant so uh, what started as a few log cabins has grown into a spectacular resort 
that's really cool. And I love places like that, that really have an atmosphere about them. And it sounds like this one for sure does as well. It sure does. It is, as I said, one of our longest standing um, resort properties. And in addition to having the pet friendly dining and very eclectic dining, they have got spectacular accommodations as well as a spa on site. So another place that I want to mention, of course, um, for those that, you know, hang out at breweries, you'll know that typically breweries tend to trend towards dog friendly. And there's a mention of a brewery here. It's called Brewery 33. Uh, tell me a little bit about Brewery 33. I just said brewery like five times. Another great place to go. And they also have entertainment on the weekends. And they've got a huge outdoor patio, an outdoor area. Uh, they've done an Oktoberfest in the past. Their, their brews um, are really interesting, and many have a name that's relevant to a, a famous location here in the Hocking Hills or one of our local legends, and just a great place to stop. They are very close to the Millstone Barbecue, so you can you know, grab a bite to eat and then head over to the brewery for some entertainment. And every Friday and Saturday night, they do have live entertainment. And uh, like I said, they've got a fabulous outdoor space and great brews. I'm a beer person, so I'm definitely going to stop by Brewery 33. But if wine is more of your play, be sure to check out the Hawking Hills Winery. The Hawking Hills Winery is terrific. Um, they, they offer, obviously, a wide variety of wines. You can do a flight for tasting. Uh, they also have wine slushies, which are hugely popular. Quick personal note, I tried a wine slushie for the first time a few years back at the Tycoga Winery in Iowa, and I'm a big fan. And uh, personally, I'm, I'm not really a wine drinker, but because they have such fabulous entertainment, just like Brewery 33, they also have live entertainment on Friday and Saturday nights. So I go for the wine slushie because that's a bit more my speed and it's delicious and the entertainment is great and the space is just gorgeous. Um, it's kind of tucked in to a wooded area. So you've got a lovely, but it's right in town. So you've got this lovely kind of uh, out, you know, out in the country feel, but you're right really in town. One of the things I'm reading here too, is that it, it it says it uses grapes. They use grapes uh, locally grown. Um, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? That is, and they have got vineyards. So you can, you know, you drive right by the vineyards, and they are using their local grapes. Um, of course, when you start a winery, it takes a certain amount of time before uh, your vineyard is ready to produce the grapes for the wine, and they, they've reached that point which is wonderful. And a lot of people may be surprised, but Ohio has got a very vibrant uh, wine-making community. This our, our climate is quite good for vineyards. Very interesting. I did not know that, so that's pretty neat to learn. Now, of course, the Hocking Hills is a great destination to grab a cabin. On explorehockinghills.com, you can actually view all the cabins and sort them to see which ones are dog-friendly. And good news, there are plenty of those. You're right. We The predominant st- type of lodging that we have here in the Hocking Hills are cabins. So they are detached. They kind of run the gamut from sitting on anywhere from an acre to 100 acres. 
We have ones that have got a pond on property that you can fish right in. They've got some have their own hiking trails that they have created around the cabin area because the land is, there's so much land around there. But they really do offer a variety of sizes depending on the size of your group. And you can, you know, you can do the availability search and select your amenities. So obviously, if it's important that you want to bring your dog, your four-legged family member, you can check for pets allowed. That's one of the filters on the availability search. Um, if you know that you absolutely want an indoor wood-burning fireplace, you can search by that criteria. Uh, you can search by size. And we've got a lot of different sizes. So we've got everything from kind of one grand room uh, that's perfect for a romantic getaway for a couple people and their puppies. Um, we also have got large lodges that can accommodate, you know, up to 30, 40 people. So we have a lot of family reunions here in the area, lots of weddings. But the, the, cab, the typical cabin is going to be two, three bedrooms, two or three bathrooms. They almost all have hot tubs. They've got outdoor fire pits. Many have got uh, fireplaces inside. Almost all of them have got fully equipped kitchens, uh, some that are an absolute dream to cook in. Um, I, there's few that I'd, I'd actually like to do my Christmas baking every year just because of the counter space. But it makes it really easy to come with your family and have all the comforts and conveniences of home, but a really beautiful, different environment. So whether you're vacationing in these days with a lot of people who are working remotely, uh, we invite them to come and find a new office view and work remotely from a beautiful place. And then at the end of your day, you and your puppy can take a nice hike, which, which is a pretty nice way to end a work day. Oh my gosh, I couldn't think of a better work day than that. And for the kids, of course, they're not going to be doing any remote work at the cabin, but they can do a lot of learning with Mother Nature's classroom. Karen, tell us more. For kids, we also have got Mother Nature's classroom. So there's wonderful projects. We have a whole packet, and you can also download it from our website. But we have a whole packet for kids, and everything from nature bingo to uh, scavenger hunts for different age categories and just a, a great way for a family to get the kids outside they can learn something new about nature and of course anytime you spend outside is healthy it's good for your body it's good for your mind it's good for your soul totally totally agree and that's fantastic just another uh, wrinkle that makes your area family friendly and i absolutely love it um, you talked about, you know, your body and your soul and all that stuff. I did some research um, and I realized that you guys have different spas in the area. Um, tell me a little bit about that kind of experience. Sure, we do. We have a nice variety of things. Um, we have a small cave, which is uh, fairly new that they're just a couple years old, but it's beautiful. And, and it's a great way to, to pull impurities out of the body. Uh, we have got the sauna pods, which are fairly new and, and really a neat idea. So it's a sauna that's in the woods and you just pull up to it. There's a like a changing room and then you can sit in that sauna and the it's an entire window on one end of it. So 
what you're doing is in a sauna, but looking out into just spectacular nature. And that's really great. We also have got traveling massage therapists who will come to your cabin. They do couples massage. They, um, you know, do a variety of things. We have got places that offer yoga. That's pretty zen. We've really become a great wellness and spa destination. That's absolutely great. It kind of ties in with that whole nature theme. You can kind of find your soul almost when you visit the Hawking Hills. I think that's wonderful. I don't think that anybody can get too much nature. I don't think that's possible. Um, and people that spend more time in nature, I think that it's, you know, for your mental health, for your physical health, for just everything, it's good for you. And the more time that you can have your kids, and even if they're the four-legged variety, out in nature, it's just healthier all the way around. I totally agree. And that actually leads me to my next question uh, I wanted to ask. Whether you're driving on the roads or maybe hiking the trails, what kind of wildlife might you see, uh, you know, kind of out and about? Well, we have great birding. So birders love it because there are, there's a variety, obviously, uh, lots and lots of different birds. The eagles are pretty popular because we do have uh, an eagle rookery. And, of course, in the winter, when the leaves are off the trees, then it's easier to see a lot of the birds like the owls. And there's a number of uh, owls and hawks. Uh, also, there's obviously deer. And we recommend when you're driving to be careful and keep an eye out for those guys because um, they can they can do a little damage if you if you get a little too close to them. Um, but lots of deer, occasion of course, typical wildlife that you're going to see in a lot of places: raccoons, you know, squirrels, th those types. Um, occasionally, there's a bobcat sighting. Uh, some years ago, there were a few bear sightings, but those are rare. It's it's not real common. Um, but it is a great place for birders and also great for fishing. For people that like to fish, we got a lot of that going on in the area as well. Now here in Florida, where I live, we really don't get to experience all of the seasons. But in the Hocking Hills, that's a different story. The Hocking Hills really has a distinct personality for every season. And the waterfalls, which are very popular, are most active in the spring. So, um, that, you know... March, April, May is when the waterfalls are, are really active and then the wildflowers start to bloom and the forest floor just it becomes a carpet of wildflowers, which is gorgeous. And then, of course, summer is, is always very popular. It's the most popular time for families to vacation. And with our proximity to so many uh, people and so much of the U.S. population, we are such an easy drive-to destination for families and then fall the fall colors are remarkable it's one of our most popular seasons because the the color spectrum is almost limitless and with all the forest lands all the woods when that comes up and you know blooms into those fall colors it's it's quite astounding and really great for any photographer and then when winter gets here, and this past winter has been beautiful because we've, we've had some good snows, which of course then contribute to the waterfall activity. But 
as the snow kind of lingers on the branches of the trees, it transforms the area. And when the weather, when the temperature drops low enough, the waterfalls can freeze in suspended animation and the cave walls get ice beards formed on them. So again, looks completely different than the same place you might have been in the summer or the fall. But winter may be one of the most dramatically beautiful seasons of the year. That's amazing. And I, I look forward to myself diving into more of the photography of the different seasons because it just sounds absolutely stunning. Um, you did mention, you know, that you're so close to a lot of the American population. Um, and just for people that might not be too familiar with Hawking Hills, you guys aren't too far from Columbus, Ohio. Do I have that right? You're correct. Absolutely. Um, so when if you're coming, if you're driving here, of course, uh, depending on what direction you're coming from, we are accessible by interstate and then we're right off of US 33, which is a four-lane highway. So it makes it really easy to drive here. We are about 50 miles southeast of Columbus. So if you're if you were flying into the region, you would probably fly into uh, John Glenn International Airport in Columbus, and then it's from there to the Hocking Hills. It's a very very easy drive, takes an hour tops. Karen, do you have any festivals or events that happen in the Hocking Hills area each year? We sure do. Uh, we have one of the most unique music festivals every year. It is. The Washboard Fest. Yes, you heard that correctly. Logan is home to the last operating washboard manufacturer, the Columbus Washboard Company. And they still make old-fashioned washboards, and there's still a market for them. And they celebrate that every June. Um, It's the Thursday through Saturday before Father's Day. And that is with the Washboard Music Festival. So it's a variety of kind of nonstop bands. And uh, most have got... A washboard, someone playing the washboard because it is used widely as a musical instrument. In fact, if you've heard Zydeco music, most likely there's a washboard in that band. So the Washboard Music Festival is a real popular one. We also have Lily Fest every July. And Lily Fest takes place at Bishop Educational Gardens, which are known for just gorgeous gardens throughout the throughout the the festival grounds and those are maintained with our, our local master gardeners working there and it's done with our soil and water conservation group so again the lily fest is a really I i've always called it the unfestival because there's nobody's making elephant ears or corn dogs it's not that kind of festival it's flowers and art and while there is food available, um, they are also a zero waste festival, which we're very proud of, that they they are so environmentally responsible with that festival. And more and more of our local festivals are becoming zero waste. For example, the Nelsonville Music Festival, which is every year either in late May or early June, depending on how the calendar falls. And that is a phenomenal festival that brings in big name entertainment and they are also one of those zero waste festivals. So we, we take protecting our environment very seriously here. That's awesome. I love that. So the Hawking Hills attracts many people who go to the different festivals and events, but because of the beautiful and inspiring nature, it attracts artists as well. The other thing that I think is wonderful about the Hawking Hills is 
the beauty, the natural beauty provides inspiration for a lot of artists. And we have such a vibrant artist community. Uh, wherever, everything from pottery, the area has always been known for the clay. It's one of our natural resources. So we've got a lot of potters. Um, we also have, uh, you know, the visual artists, of course, that are doing paintings and things like that. Hawking Hills even has a special resident artist named Jack Pine. He's famous for his glass pumpkins. And every year in Circleville, which is just a little west of uh, the Hocking Hills, they have the Circleville Pumpkin Show, which is enormous. It, and it's spectacular. And it's in the fall, as you would expect a pumpkin festival to be. And Jack Pine's glass pumpkins are a real highlight of the festival. And we're, it's wonderful that there's so much inspiration for our artists. So we've got great art, great music, great food, great accommodations, great hiking. <laughs> in case you didn't notice, um, it's my job to sell the Hocking Hills. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty e- it's pretty easy job because there's a lot of greats. I mean, there's a lot of uh, unique, fascinating things that you can do with your family or on your own or with your dog or however you want to travel. It's it's an area that's inspiring and, and it just sounds like a great place to visit. It is. And I think, the, you know, the best part about it all is how friendly everyone is. It is truly, uh, you know, a part of the country, which I think is, is true in many parts of the country. But um, I've always I grew up in the Midwest. So this is, you know, Midwest has always been home. And people are incredibly friendly and hospitable. They, they genuinely want you to have a wonderful time when you come to the Hocking Hills. Well, Karen, thank you so much for helping me review the Hocking Hills. I can't wait to visit myself, and um, I, it just looks fascinating, so I, I really can't wait. Thank you. We look forward to your visit. A big DBE thank you to Karen for talking all about the Hocking Hills. Make sure to visit explorehockinghills.com when you plan your next trip to this wonderful destination. Thanks for listening to the show. A friendly reminder to like and follow Destinations Beyond Expectations on social media and subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That concludes this episode. Make sure to spread the word about this podcast to your friends who love to travel. Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon.